Hello again. Welcome to Spotlight, an autumn glow of artistic wonders. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, most of the show is given over to the second of our walk-around profiles of the island's art galleries. And this week, we're down south. Dorza Upsav. Also, though, we have time to catch up with this year's Big Brie Weekend. As always, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in planning. Yes, you know, hoping to create would really like to put in the spotlight. Be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime and all the others. Just email me, spotlight at manxradio.com or, if you prefer, direct to me, Kane at manxradio.com. I will give a free Manx Radio water bottle to the first person who gets something in and we can do a chat. How much more incentive do you need? So what's coming up fast on the rails in the next few days? Well, Culture Vannon's Big Brie Workshop Weekend. That's what. Try saying that after a shandy. This year's music, song, dance and drama activities will have an inter-Celtic theme, exploring the culture of the Isle of Man alongside its Celtic cousins, Wales, Ireland, Scotland, Cornwall and Brittany. To find out more, I dropped in to Culture Vannon to have a chat with Dr Chloe Woolley, Manx Music Development Officer for Culture Vannon. Well, it's two days of fun-filled uh, workshops um, devoted to Manx music, singing, dancing, drama, um, a little bit about folklore. And then at the end of the, for, uh, the weekend, we put on a little show for family and friends. Um, so it's open for children aged 10 to 18. Uh, If they can play an instrument, that is brilliant. If they can't, but they like singing or dancing, that's excellent too. And um, we gather in St John's Methodist Hall uh, at the beginning of the October half term. Uh, This year it's going to be a Sunday and a Monday, so that's the Sunday 23rd and Monday the 24th of October. It's aimed primarily at children, and is the idea to try and sort of generate enthusiasm for Manx culture in the next generation? Well, it is, yeah. Well, Brie, we've been going for 16 years now, and it's a very informal youth club in many ways. Um, We meet once a month, if we can, um, for like a session, or to go busking, or um, we might have a guest tutor in or something. And uh, we learn Manx songs, um, we do a little bit of Manx language, um, improve on our instruments, and um, it is a nice way of getting kids from all the different schools together um, and keeping the culture alive through live music making. What sort of enthusiasm is there in sort of younger people? Because obviously here we are in sort of Culture Van and Headquarters. There's been a massive move, I think, over the last 10, 20 years and great enthusiasm just next door as we're talking now. There's a Manx class going on. I mean, there's been a huge resurgence in the interest in Manx culture, Manx language, Manx music. Partly, I think, again, off the back of pandemic as well, I think that lots of people have been more interested in their culture. Are the next generation of the, of the young ones coming through now, is, is there an enthusiasm there as well, do you think? Can you sort of feel that it's trickling down through the generations? I think so, yes. Um, I think young people realise that the Isle of Man's got something unique to offer and that they are the people that can take it forwards. Um, you know, some of it could be a bit stuffy or boring, but at Brie, we try and make it fun and accessible, so nothing's difficult. Um, 
you're just getting involved and learning whilst having a good time. All standards, so if anyone wants to go along to Bream, you don't have to be an expert player on the baran or the fiddle? No, you don't. Um, I mean, any instruments are welcome as well. We've we've had brass instruments in the past, and we just cater. We find out um, from the application forms what instruments people play or how many people we're going to have to put a little choir together and then we'll just cater what we do through um for those people um and sometimes you know the give them percussion instruments and they could be part of a folk band or if we've got someone really talented on the saxophone we'll give them a, like a solo number and um we just work around it in that way dancers yeah. catered for as well that's right yes yeah so we have um tutors that um are active in the traditional music and dance scene. Um, so we always have Manx dancing as part of it. Um, this year's theme is actually going to be inter-Celtic. So we've never tried this before, but we always have a theme at Brie. And so this time we're going to be looking at the Isle of Man in relation to the Celtic cousins. So there's Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Cornwall and Brittany. And so we'll be very clever in the way that we do this. It's not just going to be going to do a Welsh song or a Breton dance. Um, we will mix it in with Manx culture. Um, so we're planning to do a dance, actually, that takes in six styles of um, the Celtic dance. But mm-hmm. it was created by um, Grani Jockin, who's a Manx dancer. So we're going to try that. And... Our drama, we're going to maybe look at some of the Irish folklore that's seeped into Manx history um, and put on a little play with those who are willing to <laughs> do a bit of acting. So it's sort of a mini crunch. It is in many ways, yes. Yeah, but no no competition element. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's going to be um, yeah something for everyone really. Um, but we've... It's nice, over the years we've had children who've come from the very early Brie weekends and they've stuck with us and some of them are teaching themselves now or they've gone off to be in a band like Mick Lear or (laughs) Isla Collister who's doing very, very well over in Glasgow. She was an early Brie member and now, you know, she'll come back and do a workshop for us and teach the kids some of other tunes so there's a real yeah it really flows on people continue with this and can actually go on to work professionally or semi-professionally in sort of Celtic music yeah I wouldn't say it was all down to Brie but at the same time it provides that um, social element and you know it's encouraging for other kids to see um, Mm. each other performing um, and enjoying Manx culture and speaking of bands and that you're talking about performers I see Scran the band they've I've got another album coming out. They have, yes. Yeah, so we're hope, hoping to get it out in the next few months. Um, sadly, three of them have gone off to university this year, which that's the nature of uh, an ever-evolving mm. band like that. But um, yes, Scran um, will have their album, um, which is called Geese, which means number two, um, out in a few months' time. So we're looking forward to that. So if people want to get involved, then give us the dates and the contacts again of people thinking, ooh, I'd like to go along. Perhaps they've never been along before to a Brie weekend. How do they go about it? Well, they can go on manxmusic.com and download the application form. Um, ideally, we want those by the 7th of October so we can plan um, who's going to be doing what. And um, so it takes the Brie weekend takes place in St John's Methodist Hall Um, Sunday the 23rd, Monday the 24th, between 10am and 4pm. It's £10 
to do both days. So absolute bargain. And it's a bargain, yeah. It is. It's very good value. And uh, so if people can fill in the application form, any questions, they can um, just get in touch with me on manxmusic at culturevanon.im. Lovely. And you'll be there? I will. Yes, I'll be shouting out instructions and putting the kettle on for the tutors. And the Big Bree Workshop Weekend takes place at St John's Methodist Hall on Sunday the 23rd and Monday the 24th of October. I think that's half term, isn't it? I think officially the closing dates have already passed. It's pretty popular. You need to get in quickly. But if you have a word with Chloe, you never know. I don't know. I can't promise anything. It might be full already. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, let's head south for the second of our profiles of the island's art gallery spaces. And this week, a venue everyone will be familiar with, though perhaps in a more theatrical context. OK, so here we are then in the next of our little mini-series profiling some of the art gallery spaces you can find around the Isle of Man. Not as many as you might think uh, for a very artistic island. And uh, I know, sadly, we have lost one or two in recent years. There are still good places around, of course, so we thought really we should give them a bit more airspace and uh, go around to all of them. We're all still active, so the places that you can go and see some of the wonderful art in all its many shapes, forms, sizes and colours from a, a myriad of brilliant artists we have on the Alabama, working in pretty much any medium you care to think of, really, as uh, you might hear in just a moment. So where have we headed this time? Well, we were down at Peel at the art space a week or so back, and now we've headed down south to uh, a place that I think everyone at some stage will have been to, the Erin Art Centre, a well-known space being here, set up with John Bethel, of course, many years ago, and has developed tremendously from its early origins just as a, a, an old chapel. And whilst it's still identifiable as an old chapel, in a way it's gone a million miles from there, and it's become a very active community hub and art space and of course as you know as you come in through the gallery area or the the area as you come into the porch and by the ticket office you come into a space which is used for a display of art as indeed there's something here at the moment so we've come down to uh, the man who currently uh, is responsible for looking after this space just like to introduce yourself um my name's pip pip rolf um, I think they call me creative director. Creative director, that's yeah. grand. But I always go to pains that uh, I clean the toilets as well. <laughs> Pro- proper hands-on work, proper hands-on work. So here we go, Then we do have this gallery, the Sir James Mellon Gallery, which if you look up, not everyone does as you go through the door, you'll see that's what it's called. And it is an active space and is, there's always, it seems to me, something going on there. Uh, yeah, we have... Most exhibitions tend to go on between a month and six weeks. Um, unless we have a period where the space is dark and then obviously the artist gets an extended run. But we literally have one exhibition following another through the year, um, pretty much cross-discipline from painting, sculpture. Um, We have currently a needlework exhibition, which we can go and have a look at. Absolutely. And you're saying there was a mix last week. There was sort of some modern art and there's sort of the, the needlework here as well at the same time. Well, yeah, we had a fantastic exhibition by a gentleman called Alex Colby, who does pretty large uh, oil, um, I don't know if you describe them as surreal, uh, uh, Dali meets Geiger meets a bit of pop art. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, they, they were really, really typical. Cool. Yeah, I missed that. That's just typical, isn't it? <laughs> Um, and a beautiful contrast because we always have on show in the space we have um, a community knitting group here who meets every Tuesday 
Uh, they're a fantastic, inspiring group of, um, of ladies. And the work that they make every Tuesday goes on sale in the centre. They give all of the proceeds to us, um, but they also knit for other charities as well. And I, they're, they're just an incredible example of what a community group can be. And they've got great biscuits. And that now always goes a long way with me. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. So how does it actually pan out when you say that they sort of one tailgates onto the other? Do, do do the groups approach the gallery here, or is it something you go out and sort of say, right, we've got the space here. If you want to come and put an exhibition on, or a bit of both? It's absolutely a bit of both. Um, we do get people phoning up, coming in, saying, oh, I really like this exhibition. I work as well. Would you be interested in? And sometimes it's just me going around the island seeing things that interest me, you know, and approaching people. So I would definitely say it's a bit of both. There was a great gentleman called Steve Nesbitt who carted a load of paintings in out of his van one day. And I thought he was just a great character, but it turns out he was a fantastic painter as well. And he had his sort of debut exhibition here. That was last year. Wow, terrific. Well, we're stood outside the door. You said there's a, a bit of the wonderful ne needlework and woolwork I can see in through here. So uh, we'll paddle through, uh, shall we, and just go through the, uh, the doors here under the sign. There's a James Mellon Gallery. And uh, again, you'll be familiar with the space if you've ever been down to the Erin Arts Centre, coming in past the green room where you go in as the artists into the performance space and the theatre. But today, we're not actually heading there for once. Lord knows how many times I've done that. We're actually staying to the right-hand side and coming down this area where the exhibitions take place. And it's fantastic. We were saying again, I suppose, for a lot of exhibition spaces, it's all about the light. And it's great that we've got the, the skylights coming all the way down here as well as the extra light. So it's just you can really sort of play around the lighting and lots of nice natural light as well. Yeah, it's fantastic and changeable, you know, and sometimes you don't need the gallery lights on. Um, sometimes when it's really kind of grey and miserable outside then then yes but you, you do get incredible natural light in here and the exhibition at the moment as you say it is just a whole plethora i should say of a multitude of colors materials but this is from the the group so this is all you said this is the the name of the group again they're called the port pearlers <laughs> fantastic and there's just a complete array of what looks like needlework, uh, needlepoint work, what appears to be knitting on one side as well. So these people are all local local artists working in, like I said, it's like needlework, it's crafting, it looks like uh, embroidery work. Well, the driving force behind this was Margaret Galloway, who is the um, kind of head honcho of the Port Perlis. Um, and an, an indomitable lady, if I may say. And she had an idea a while ago to pull together basically an exhibition of, to inspire people who might want to come down and try it themselves, of different kinds of needlecraft. Um, so she took things that had been created by the group, but also by the kind of wider community. We've had works donated by people all over the island for this exhibition. And the idea was that people would come down and maybe see things that they were familiar with, but equally things that they weren't, techniques that they weren't familiar with, and would maybe want to go away or come down on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, they meet every Tuesday, people, mm -hmm. uh, and, and learn, you know, and, and, and kind of get some instruction. Well, and that's something, again, as I was saying at the beginning, never ceases to amaze me on the Isle of Man when you think it's, you know, a relatively small space, 36 by 12, 86-odd thousand people. 
But the skill sets that are here, sometimes tucked away, I think, in little workshops and bedrooms and spare rooms and goodness knows what else. I mean, you name it, there will be someone somewhere, I can guarantee, beavering away, working in pretty much every medium known to man. And in this particular case, needlepoint and needlework, which I'm no expert on at all, although I'm more than capable of admiring a fine example of it. Now, crochet here on the left, as it says, yeah, I've had a little go at crochet at school. There's a piece in the middle which is gorgeous, which almost looks like sort of lace, which is tatting. It's tatting. I've never even heard of tatting. Well, I just wish Margaret was here. She gave me a kind of bluffer's guide to tatting the other day. I know it's made with a shuttle and you tie knots. These are all knots. It, it, this is made for radio, this piece, isn't oh, it? I mean, it really it's is fantastic. It? <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is, you've got to get down and have a look yourself, haven't you? You've got to come down here and yeah, take a look. Absolutely. Uh, this exhibition is here until, off the top of my head, the end of the first week in November. And it's, I say, it's well worth seeing. Uh, not only if there is the work that was made last week, but there are a couple of pieces here that were made in the 1800s. Wow. Um, so... Yeah, sort of family heirlooms that people have donated just, you know, for, for the purposes, for, for, for the show, so to speak. It's terrific. So you do need to come down and really take a look at this. The tatting, as I say, it looks like fine, sort of almost like coloured lace work to me. Very intricate. I shudder to think how many hours of work has gone into this thing, which is the size of a tablecloth on the wall in lovely colours as well, not just the straight whites. Tatting, never actually heard of it. And uh, we go a little bit further up. So you see, we've got some of the old pieces here as well on display. Uh, y yeah, these, um, well, the, the piece we can say here that this was made by um, one of the ladies from the group, Mary, Mary Oliver. Mm -hmm. um, now, this was, a, this was a lockdown piece. You know, I think a lot of people found their creative spark during lockdown, didn't they? And oh, definitely. I think she did admit to me that she ordered this, this, this was a sort of kit, but this was modest, I think. Um, so she, she embellished it quite quite heavily, but this is a beautiful kind of tapestry. Well, it's 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 quilting actually. This it is quilting, I um, think, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic, and it's again, well, it's the size of a quilt. It's hung up in multicolours. You've got plants, you've got gardening, you've got the sun, uh, you've got lots of teas and mugs, and it's them writing in the middle. It's expressing, I suppose, what it's all about. So one with tea and plants, all crocheted in, or at least. Uh, embroidered in I think it is with the words yes their friendship revolved around cups of tea and gossip in the garden which is a fine way to make a friend and another one up on the left here saying the birds sang their morning song as the kettle started to boil you get the gist of it you see you're coming around you're having a tea you're sitting in the garden and then maybe you're talking about crafting or you're talking about embroidering or talking about tatting as the case may be further up down here we've uh, got uh, yeah what looks like a shawl down here some fantastic multicolored sweaters even I could possibly wear that one. I don't well, know. Ma Margaret's husband Ian actually did model this. It's it's Joseph's psychedelic coat, isn't it's, it? Uh, you, you won't get knocked down in that. I tell you, definitely not. <laughs> uh, he he modelled this for the opening of the exhibition. So I that, should have wanted to introduce the jazz festival, shouldn't I? That would have been it. That is that is jazz in knitted form, <laughs> I think, in every way. Some more traditional ones behind. We've got a shawl down here. We've got a throw, a beautiful one, or rather takes me slightly more muted colours, which are really lovely, very autumnal, with birds and plants, and again over a plant here. And then work on the side here, which is, I don't know, know how to describe this, because this is more like there's some needlework here, or needlepoint work, possibly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and this incredible lace, this sort of lace pictures here. You, you're just going to have to come down and see it. That's the only answer. So, 
the cracking space, like I said, here down at the Erin Arts Centre. One of the, uh, we're hopefully going to get around all of them, but this is one that's been around. How long has it Any idea how long the actual gallery's been here now? Yeah, the gallery opened in 94. Um, so I am quite literally, Howard, leading you up the garden path because this, you probably remember this, the, this was the old pathway yes. uh, that we're standing in now and the front door being That's kind of right. at the top of the That's gallery. That's right. There. I mean, I, I do remember just about, although I do have to go back and you know, scratch my head a little bit to think about it now. But it's amazing, like I said, the, and like we were saying at the beginning there, going back with sort of John's vision as well to actually turn the space into a proper art centre. So you've got the sort of fully formed theatre there in the middle space at the back for artists to get changed and such like, and then having this space here, which I think was always the vision to enable visual artists to display their work as well and uh, it's been a great success it must be one of the it must be one of the longest continuously running galleries on the island now i'd have thought but i don't know um, you I'm probably guessing. know better than me because mm. there's been a bit of a hiatus in my isle of man yeah career. well someone will put me right if i'm wrong on that but either way it's been here for a good long time now and is well used and as you say it's still a popular space for people to come down from all around the island although specifically from down south normally well you see the problem and this is going to be addressed is that that this place always hasn't hasn't always been open on Saturday afternoons, and I think traditionally a lot of people go to see exhibitions on a Saturday. Yeah, so I quite often do. To be obviously, fair, when we've yeah. got shows on, you know, the place is open. But I think now that um, gallery spaces add a bit of a premium on the island, I think it would really um, do us good to you know to to be open um, maybe on, on on the weekends. Uh, but it, it's, I mean, it is just such a fantastic space. We've got, like I said, we've got four sort of big bays for paintings, um, this incredible light. And I'd like to, I mean, this is a challenge. I, I want some sculpture in here. Sculpture? Yes. Yeah. Like to all you sculptors out there. And uh, seriously, if there are, you know, if there are people, uh, painters, uh, sculptors, video artists, performance artists, anything, any medium out there who, would like to um, put their work in a, in this space, then just come down and see us and get in touch, because that's what we're for. That's what galleries are for, and that's what the one down here at the Air and Arts Centre is for. Come and see Pip if you do have any ideas. You said um, there's more work, so this one's running with this wonderful, and I do encourage you to come and see this, even if, like me, you know very little about working in fabrics, needlepoint, and tatting, fantastic, and it's going to be my favourite word for the rest of the day, that. It's mine. <laughs> then mm -hmm. I encourage you to come and take a look and just see the amazing stuff on display. But you said this runs through till November, and there's something coming off the back of that then? Uh, we've got uh, an exhibition by the Glen May Group, who are a group of artists who meet, a clues in the title, at Glen May once <laughs> a week, I think. Um, so that will be a group show. And then hopefully after that, we have the Southern, Photograph Southern Photographic... Um, I think they have, it's either a Christmas or a New Year mm -hmm. um, kind of display that they'd like to put up down here. So, yeah, we'll, you know, painting, photography, it, 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 it all happens. Terrific but, space. But, yeah, I'd, I'd like some sculpture. Sculpture, there we go. There are sculptures on the island, I know. Definitely I've seen are. some dotted around, so, and this will be an ideal spot to come and put some of your work on display. Ideal people could get up close and personal without actually having to climb over it. Perfect light, protected from the elements, just the job. Just before we go, I've just spotted a pair of extreme knitting needles, which are about three foot long and thicker than my fingers. How you knit with those, I don't know. But get yourself down here and check it out. So 
the gallery, the James Mellon Gallery at the Air and Art Centre, uh, second of our little walk-arounds of the gallery spaces on the Isle of Man, and I can only encourage you to get out and support them. We really are lucky to have places like the Air and Art Centre on the Isle of Man as a multifunctional venue which can host musical concerts as well as theatre and lectures as well as exhibitions. We're heading up north next, I think, to Laxey to be exact. Stay tuned. They'll be coming in weeks not that far distant. That's about it for this week, though. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen wherever you want. Up a tree, perhaps. We'll be back next week when we will be celebrating creativity. Drop me a line with any artistic thoughts or ideas. Stay creative yourself. I'll see you next week. Cheerio.